Greetings, everyone. This is Terry Naturally with another edition of Terry Talks Nutrition. We're here every Saturday and Sunday morning from 8 o'clock till 9 o'clock Central Stein. Oh, excuse me, Central Standard Time. And we're here primarily for you. And I have a great topic to talk about today. Oh, I have been preaching and trying to get people to understand that your cholesterol levels are not bad for you. Cholesterol is not bad for you. Saturated fat is not bad for you. Fats are not bad for you. And we have gone for decades on a low-fat diet, no-fat diet, and we have been told repeatedly that fat and cholesterol are bad for our heart, can cause heart attacks and strokes, and it's not that simple. Cholesterol is a natural ingredient, a natural nutrient, and it's so critical to the body's function that the body makes it. If our body makes a hormone or a molecule like cholesterol, it has to be critical for the function of the body. We don't make drugs to lower hormones. We want to balance the hormones. And we want a healthy cholesterol. And there isn't anything wrong with the LDL as well. In fact, there are two fractions of the LDL. And mostly doctors will only look at the total cholesterol level. They freak out if it's 284 or 300. They're gonna, you're, they'll tell you that you're going to die if you don't get on a statin drug. And I've had people tell me that their doctors said, if you don't take the statin drug, then you're not my patient. I don't know why they get so blindsided. If you look at the studies, it's not so clear that high cholesterol is bad for us. This is a topic that we could spend hours on because there's so much research on the side of actually having a higher cholesterol level than a lower cholesterol level. I'll touch on this more as we get into the program. But we've got a really good topic today. We're going to talk about how to gain a better night's sleep. And we're going to talk about a brand new study that concludes the benefits of statin drugs have been overly stated. Wow, overly stated. Why? Because big money. Statin drugs are on are prescribed for millions and millions and millions of people. And they want 100 to 150 million people on statin drugs. Big business, $40 billion. And we'll talk about muscle strengthening actually reduces the risk of dying. And one of my most favorite herbs, I love this herb, we'll talk about it, so stay with me.
Three ways of building stronger bones and how to use probiotics for constipation. And we'll talk about one of the most, I think it's probably the most common mineral that is lacking in the American diet. We'll give you why and what that mineral does for you. We'll talk about coffee and your heart. A lot good more information on coffee. So you will listen to us every Saturday and Sunday, but also go to our website, terrytalksnutrition.com. There you can listen to the radio show live anywhere around the world. I know many people listen. I've heard up to 20,000 people are listening to the local radio station in Green Bay, Wisconsin, and the surrounding area. And we have 250,000 people that follow terrytalksnutrition.com. We have a long list of fans that follow the nutritional information presided, presented by, rather, by Terry Talks Nutrition. You can also subscribe to our newsletter on the website, and the newsletter is emailed to your email address every Friday. I want you to have more information. More information makes you a better, knowledgeable person to decide what is best for you. I'm not making your choices. I'm not making your decisions. I'm not telling you what to do. I'm telling you what the science says. What does the science say? And then you make the choice. But we know that 98% of all of the modern diseases today that are currently under a drug therapy that drugs are prescribed for for these conditions are the result of our choices, our lifestyle choices. That means to eat a healthy diet or an unhealthy unhealthy diet. I got my tongue all twisted up today. I got so much on my mind that I want to get to this hour that I think I am rushing through it. So I'll slow down. Anyway, I want you to have as much information as you possibly can get to make the right decisions for yourself. I know that there's no condition that can't be improved dramatically or reversed or cured. And it all starts with what you're eating and what you should not be eating, and the amount of exercise, the level of exercise. You only need 15 minutes a day of walking to make a significant difference in your health. Now, you can find 15 minutes. You don't have to go to an expensive gym. You don't have to ride three miles and change clothes and work out for half hour or an hour and go back home. If you want to do that, that's fine. That's great. I've done that for many years. I find it easier at home. You can use kettlebells at home. You can use some body weight exercises. You can get yourself in great shape at home. And you also can improve yourself in a matter of a few minutes. It doesn't take hours of working out. You'll get healthier. You can do... Wall squats, 
You can do push-ups. You can do sit-ups. You can do crunches. All kinds of things you can do at home to put yourself in better shape. And it's all what we do on a daily basis and the choices that we make on a daily basis that then creates a healthy body or an unhealthy body. So let's start off today with our topic of how to get a better night's sleep. Sleep is so critical, and we do really, really need nine hours of sleep. Minimum seven to eight, but nothing less than seven. And nine would be superior. Because lots of Americans just don't get enough sleep or sleep well. They're in bed, but they're not sleeping. So when they're not sleeping, they turn on the TV or they look at their phone. And that's creating more more depression, more anxiety, and more of an unhealthy body. But it's much better if you just lay in the dark. I know it's tough. But watching TV is more damaging. We're looking at your phone. 50 to 70 million Americans have problems with sleep. Sleep loss. Getting less than seven hours of sleep a night is very common and gets worse with increasing age. And you should never get less than seven. Nine is the ideal time. Some lifestyle causes of the inability to sleep. Shift work, jet lag, working long hours, leaving less time to sleep, and then taking care of the family besides. Over the last 10 years, the number of people working night shifts has grown by 24%. There are also medical causes. Insomnia, restless legs, sleep apnea, anxiety, and or depression, pain, Under these conditions, we don't sleep well. So don't just try to get a better night's sleep. We have to address these conditions as well. We can address restless legs, anxiety, depression, pain. There are many natural alternatives that can be very effective for these conditions. So don't just take a sleep enhancer. Only drugs can knock you out, can put you to sleep, but they're dangerous. There are many drugs that actually put you in an unconscious state. And when you get up, you don't even know you're up. Some people have actually driven to their occupational job and they're in their pajamas yet. And through the night, they get up and they eat. They have found in the morning, there's bread wrappers and candy wrappers and all kinds of things in bed with them. 
they don't even remember sleeping. They go in the kitchen and the oven is still on or the stove is still on from getting up and eating because they are unconscious. They're not sleeping. So natural alternatives don't knock you out but help you take the edge off so your mind stops whirling. Some people just can't stop thinking about the day or the day to come. And 67% of those who rate their sleep quality as poor also rate their health as poor or fair. Very interesting. Now, there are a few things that a lack of sleep can lead to. Now, that's why I say nine hours is the ideal time to sleep. You can have a better night's sleep and feel well rested by doing a few things that might be of great benefit. But if you don't sleep well, or you don't sleep long enough, you can be at an increased risk of cancer. Women who work rotating shifts, days to nights to days again, have a 30% increased risk of breast cancer. A 2010 study found a 50% increased risk of colon cancer in men sleeping less than six hours a night. Weight gain. The nurses' health study found that women who slept less than five hours a night were 30% more likely to gain 30 pounds than women who slept seven hours or more nightly. People that don't sleep well have an undermined immune system, a compromised immune system. They will experience more cold and flu. Adults who sleep less than six hours a night have four times increased risk of catching a cold or flu. And those who do not not sleep well, like healthy men, who are restricted to just four hours of sleep per night, for four nights, saw their insulin activity decrease by 23%, a sign of insulin resistance, like type 2 diabetes, and increased risk of dying. Sleeping five hours or less per night increased the risk of dying from any cause by 15%. Sleep is so essential. Now here's something else. Scary but true. And I've talked a little bit about this a few seconds ago. When taking drugs to sleep. Dangerous. Very dangerous. These are rare but real side effects of the drugs Ambien and Lunesta and other prescription sleeping medication. 
The condition is called sleep eating. I referred to that just a few minutes ago. Actually, people consume thousands of calories while sleeping and waking up to find food wrappers in their beds, empty refrigerators, even ovens that have been on all night, and stoves also not turned off, and no memory whatsoever of what happened. And sleep driving. I've heard about people that have gone to their their occupational position in an office or warehouse or factory or wherever after using Ambient, especially combined with alcohol, have been found to driving on the wrong side of the road, driving directly into obstacles, driving to their occupation, still not dressed for the day. They're in their pajamas. And when they are on the wrong side of the road and driving directly into obstacles, police are pulling them over and they threaten the police when arrested and have no memory of how they left their house. These drugs are dangerous. Now, maybe there are natural alternatives that I'll get to in just a few moments. Try anything and everything you possibly can before you resort to these drugs. Do not, if doctor prescribes them, I'm not a doctor. All I am is a collector of information, scientific studies, science, evidence-based alternative medicines to try to give you another option. Drugs are an option. Do you want to take a drug? How many side effects do these drugs have? It can be very, very dangerous to take drugs. Find something less toxic, less with side effects. Now, how can you have a good night's sleep, safe sleep? Well, some of the popular suggestions have been to use valerian. V like in Victor, A-L-E-R-I-A-N, valerian. But some people, and perhaps as much as 10% of the people who try valerian actually find it stimulating, not calming, not helping you to sleep better, actually making your body more excitable, more stimulated. And I would suggest a combination that I have been aware of for some time. It's a combination of about 125 to 250 milligrams of concentrated essential oils, plant oils, taken about an hour before bedtime. These four concentrated plant oils are mandarin, lemon balm, 
Ravensara, and lavender. Mandarin actually relieves stress. You know, sometimes when you go to bed at night and you have had a, such a stressful day and you think I'm exhausted, you are overexhausted, overstressed, and that's why you can't sleep. You need to be in a calm state, relaxed, turn your mind off, stop thinking of the day, stop thinking of what's happening tomorrow. You're there for one reason. And you know, if you can't sleep, don't turn on the TV. Don't look at your phone. Don't get up and bake a cake or whatever, which some people have told me they've done. I can't sleep, so I got up and did some work. You got to make a habit. Go to bed and try to get seven to nine hours of sleep and stay in bed. Even if you can't sleep, don't turn on the lights. Make it as dark as possible and just stay there. And in time, you are going to create a behavioral habit of sleeping. So Mandarin relieves stress, settles the nervous system, and improves sleep. One of the most effective essential oil for sleep. Then combined with lemon balm or melissa, reduces anxiety. It's a mild sedative also reduces pain that can cause sleeplessness as well and actually shown in a clinical study to reduce insomnia by 42%. Then Ravensara relieves insomnia, reduces depression, and stops nervous tension. I think these three may be New to the listeners. But everybody will probably recognize the fourth one, lavender, has been used for centuries to promote sleep. Approved in Germany for the use in tea to relieve insomnia, depression, and restlessness. So I like to use this as a combination. And it's about 125 to 250 milligrams of concentrated plant oil that has been found in soft gel capsules. So one or two soft gel capsules before bedtime, about an hour before bedtime. That allows the essential oils to be absorbed and give you the results you're looking for. Now here's a study. It's kind of a study of a study. You know, when you do um, multiple, when you, when you look at multiple studies on a condition, and then you look at all the results of those multiple studies, and you come up with one study to try to be a conclusion of all the other studies. It's called a meta-analysis. Now they have a new study that concludes the benefits of all the studies on statin drugs, may have been really overstated. If you want a copy, I put together a small brochure on statin drugs 
the greatest myth of medical history. We should not be trying to lower cholesterol. Cholesterol is at a level of what we need for our body's health. Now, there are some things that will screw up the balance of cholesterol. And there are some things more damaging to the heart than cholesterol. Now, what is more damaging to the heart than cholesterol? Carbohydrates and sugar. Both are forms of sugar. Carbohydrates, starchy foods, grains, the flour from grains, all are converted to sugar in the body. And then you have white sugar, brown sugar, any other form of sweetener. Plus you have the high fructose corn syrup, the worst sugar in the world. It's what makes everybody fat. We are making a lot of feminized men and women of the two high levels of estrogen because of fat cells that produce more estrogen. But high cholesterol. And why do we care if it's high or not? There are many studies that have shown that more people die from a heart attack and a stroke having low cholesterol. In fact, the World Health Organization says the ideal level of cholesterol, total cholesterol, is between 220 and 240. Not less than 200, like all the doctors are trying to, to have their patients strive for. I've, I've seen people with cholesterol levels at 160 and 180, and their doctors were, were happy. That is not ideal either. There's always a balance in nature. There's always a balance of all nutrients and molecules and hormones. Statin drugs are bad. So I put together a little brochure, only maybe about 20 pages, that shows you the argument against lowering cholesterol. It's not my, I didn't write it. I put together all of the, I should say all, I took a collection of studies and opinions of medical doctors that are fighting against statin drugs and lowering cholesterol. If you want a copy of that, just go to my website, terrytalksnutrition.com. Well, I'll hold that. I've got to take a pause right here. We're going to take a break. I'll come back and I'll give you that address just after this message. Welcome back, my friends. This is Terry Naturally with Terry Talks Nutrition. We're back here until the top of the hour. we got more coming your way, lots more coming your way, if we have the time. But again, we'll always be here tomorrow, too, as well. So we always have a couple of hours with you every week to share information with you. One of my pet peeves is statin drugs lowering cholesterol because it is an absolute myth. There is no value to lowering cholesterol. Now, in the beginning, I talked about 
sugar, and carbohydrates. And when you consume a lot of sugar and carbohydrates, you produce fat. When we give up fats the last four or five decades, everybody jumped on the bandwagon of carbohydrates and sugar. And that has actually has created a nation of obesity and a nation of inflammation. We need cholesterol. It's our friend. It does more for us at higher levels than lower levels. So if you go to my website, terrytalksnutrition.com, and you go to the section where it says, Ask Terry, there, there you can ask me your questions. Something on your mind about your health or nutrition, and you want my opinion, I'll be more than happy to give you my opinion. I'm not a doctor. I'm not going to give you any medical advice. I'm not going to tell you, I'm not going to prescribe a drug for you. I'm going to give you some dietary information on how to improve your body structure and function. But there you can also say, Terry, please send me, include your address, your street address, and I'll send you the little booklet that shows why you should give great, greater thought about ever, ever taking a statin drug. And they give you tremendous side effects. Muscle pain, muscle wasting, atrophy of muscles. It destroys your muscles. It destroys CoQ10, which is a natural nutrient for your heart. It is one of the most critical nutrients for better heart health. And when they lower cholesterol, they actually inhibit an enzyme producing cholesterol. But that same enzyme produces CoQ10. So our body makes CoQ10. Our body is protected by CoQ10. Our heart is protected. And yet we destroy that by lowering cholesterol. Statin drugs, and you know, it's, it's a shame because I know children are on statin drugs. Uh, a mother told me that the husband of, of, of hers had a heart attack. So the doctor put the husband on statin drugs. Now, it may be a good deal or not. I'm not sure. But then as a preventative, not because the family needed it. Nobody else in the family had a heart attack. Nobody else in the family had any heart disease. Nobody had a cholesterol problem. But as a preventative, the whole family, including an eight-year-old child, was put on statin drugs. That is insane. Absolutely insane. It's, well, I'm lost. I'm lost there. Absolutely. I have nothing good to say about that. And now, even a better study just came out, just published, that statin drugs have very little benefits. Very little benefits, minute benefits. And what they found out is by looking at 
the combined data from 21 clinical trials on statin drugs, including over 140,000 participants, and they focused on two questions. Here's what they wanted to find out. After looking at 21 clinical trials, what they're trying to do is come to a single conclusion based on 21 clinical trials. They wanted to, these are the questions they, they were trying to answer. Does lowering LDL, commonly referred to as the bad cholesterol, is it? Maybe not. Because the LDL has two fractions of cholesterol. And one fraction is, is healthy. The other fraction is less healthy. So why lower your cholesterol unless you know everything about your cholesterol? But does lowering LDL cholesterol as much as possible significantly reduce the risk of heart disease? And then they also wanted to have an answer to the question, how do the benefits of statins compare to the risk? Now, if you take a drug and you're only going to improve your condition by 1%, but you have a 5% risk of side effects, well, that doesn't make any sense. And that's the way statin drugs are. So the result of this study, 21 clinical trials, connection between the lowered LDL and heart disease risk was extremely, surprisingly weak. There was very, very little connection between lowering the LDL and lowering the risk of heart disease. Statin drug is a cash cow for the drug companies. And they know it because they know all this information as well as I am presenting to you right now. They know the whole story, but they could care less because they make all their money on drugs. And this has been a cash cow for them, $40 billion a year on the sale of statin drugs, which has no value, I mean, so little value that it's like spitting in the ocean, thinking you might rise the tide of the ocean. And they found out that overall reduction in the absolute risk of dying from a heart attack or a stroke was about 1% or less. You are taking a satin drug that has side effects that may only your risk of dying from a stroke or a heart attack by 1%. 1%. And for women with slightly elevated cholesterol and blood pressure, but no other health, health issues, their reduction in risk of dying of heart disease get this, is reduced from 1.4% to 1.3% when taking a statin drug. You couldn't even measure that. 
This whole thing with that and drugs is absolutely only, only, only for greed and financial gain. They scare the hell out of you to tell you that if you don't take a statin drug, you're going to die from heart disease or your risk of heart disease or strokes or heart attacks has gone up substantially. Be, oh, well, I almost said the bad word. Um, ooh, this is terrible. You are being lied to. Now, I don't know if doctors understand it or not, or they don't even have time to look at the research. They probably haven't seen this study. It was a recently published study of 21 clinical trials. Doctors don't take the time to read the studies. They barely have six minutes to look at a patient. But they hear what the drug companies say. They put so much faith in the drug companies, which, which they, are, they are not in the best position to say that they're doing the best thing. They need to make money. And they say, in fact, many drug companies have lied. They have falsified the records. They're not so pure. If you could stay off of a drug, stay off of a drug. I'm not telling you to go off your drugs. I'm not telling you to don't take your drugs. That's up to you. You have to make the decision. But in this case, you're being taken to the cleaners with statin drugs. You will live longer if you don't even worry about your cholesterol level or don't ever see it or don't even have it, have it recorded. It's healthy for you to have a healthy cholesterol level, period. And since 1987, get this, this is even more uh, so, so, since, <laughs> since 1987, this has got my blood pressure up for sure. I'm positive. Uh, although I don't have high blood pressure, but I'm sure it might be eking up there today. Since 1987, the threshold for ideal LDL cholesterol has been steadily, steadily, steadily lowered. Why? because they can have more and more people than in that category of more of an ideal LDL. They're making a wider and bigger range of population that then would require a statin drug. They're making the market for statin drugs by lowering the ideal healthy, healthy LDL cholesterol. So with one study estimating the number of people now eligible and should be prescribed a sad drug and should be taking a sad drug is, has increased by 600%. They're making the market by changing the ideal LDL cholesterol level, lowering it and lowering it and lowering it until they have a wider population of people that would then require a statin drug. You can have ideal cholesterol levels. You can have ideal triglyceride levels. And the triglycerides is the most damaging fat to the heart 
increasing the risk of heart attacks and stroke, triglycerides made from cholesterol and sugar. Lower your, lower your carbohydrates and sugar. Reduce as drastically as you can and restrict the carbohydrates to at least 75 to 100 grams of carbohydrates. Where in America, it's 400 to 500 grams of carbohydrates for Americans daily. But lower it to 75 to 100. 75 is more ideal for me. You might eke it up to 100 but try to stay at 75 grams of carbohydrates per day. And that should come from low sugar fruits like berries and vegetables. And most of the vegetables should be above the ground, like broccoli, Brussels sprouts, cauliflower, not potatoes. Potatoes is a, a starch that converts to sugar Faster and more dangerous than a candy bar. White potatoes. Not good. And if you do that, within three or maybe four months, your numbers on cholesterol will be much superior. Your triglycerides will drop dramatically. Eat more protein. Eat more fat. And I'm talking animal fat. I'm talking animal protein. Beef, pork, bison, whatever. And chicken, duck, seafood, and vegetables. Low sugar fruits. And even have a glass of wine. You know the French paradox. They eat a lot of fat. They don't eat a lot of fruits and vegetables. They eat a lot of fat. Eggs, cream, butter, foie gras, duck. They eat a lot of fat. They have far less heart attacks and strokes and heart disease than Americans. Because they eat more fat than sugar and they drink wine, and they have olive oil always on the table. They are doing the right things to lower the cholesterol levels naturally, and ideally to put them in the right perspective and the right balance. There are fractions of cholesterol that we have to understand before it could be a risk. But just because the doctor says, oh my gosh, it's 230 or 240 or 250, you've got to lower this. Why? Who said? There's no science that would absolutely agree that every doctor would say, yes, you have to lower your cholesterol. And that, my little booklet, and I didn't write it, it's a collection of many things that have been stated by doctors, PhDs, scientists that have researched cholesterol extensively, then you make up your mind if you want to take cholesterol, I mean, excuse me, take a statin drug to lower cholesterol. You know, your cholesterol is required, required 
to make your hormones, to make estrogen, to make a testosterone, to make vitamin D in your body naturally. It also gives us strength, builds our muscles, strengthens our muscles. Satin drugs destroy the muscles. And your muscles get thinner and more, they waste away. And there are some serious pain caused by statin drugs. And even some people that have given up statin drugs. They were on them. They couldn't stand them. They caused so much pain. So they stopped taking them. And in some of those, it's a very small percentage, but some of those can never get rid of the pain. The pain is there always. Even after they stopped the drug. It's a very, very bad drug for no reason. Absolutely no reason. There's not enough reason to take statin drugs. Now, just, if this doesn't blow your mind, and I've, I've said this, because when women were tested and they found that the reduction in risk of dying of a heart disease was only reduced from 1.4% to 1.3%. You know, you can't even measure that. So there was no value for women that has slightly elevated cholesterol. In fact, women should never, ever. There is a small percentage, a very, very small percentage of, of men between the age of 40 and 60 that has that have had had a heart attack already, so they're in the age of forty to sixty. They already have had a heart attack. They may benefit from a statin drug. That's a very very small percentage. There's no such thing as prevention. There's no value for lowering cholesterol. Women or kids should never ever take a statin drug. And if your doctor is chastising you because you're not, I would walk away and find a new doctor. Doctors don't know everything. They're led blindly by the drug companies and because they want to be part of the establishment, they don't want the MA coming down their neck. Now, I have, I have a lot of dear friends that are doctors. I love them all. But sometimes they are just blinded by the fact that the drug companies are preaching it and the drug salesmen are in their offices all the time preaching more and more drug therapy. It's how they make their money. We talked about wasting muscles and losing muscle strength. Well, here's a way to strengthen your muscles and reduce the risk of dying. Exercise to stay alive. In the earlier part of the program, I said all you have to do is exercise 15 minutes a day. That is the minimum, 15 minutes a day. Walk 15 minutes a day. That's all you have to do. But there are some studies that show even a greater improvement. 
30 to 60 minutes a week. It's all you need. 30 to 60 minutes a week, not a day, a week on muscle strengthening exercises can significantly reduce the risk of dying. Actually, researchers analyzed results from 16 previously published studies covering 25 years and including almost half a million people. They found that muscle strengthening exercises or activities reduce the risk of dying from any cause by up to 20%, with significant reduction specifically in risk of heart disease, diabetes, and cancer. You got to move. Combining muscle strengthening exercises with aerobic exercise was even a greater improvement. It actually reduced the risk of death by even more, by up to 40%. So if you get out and exercise, two to 30 minutes of walking, a week, 30 minutes of strength and exercises, 30 to 60 minutes of squats, push-ups, and weightlifting a week. Exercising more than 60 minutes a week did not significantly reduce risk any further. 30 to 60 minutes a week. So that's, what, that's five minutes a day. I usually exercise once or twice a week. 20 to 30 minutes. I was doing more, but I realized I actually was gaining more when I did less. Because you know when you work out, you're not improving your strength or your muscle size when you work out. You're actually destroying your muscles. So your muscles, in order for them to be responding to that stress, they get bigger, stronger, and healthy. But if you work out over and over and over and over again, you never allow the body to gain that strength, to gain that muscle size, to get bigger and healthier unless you rest. So if you work out too much, you do not, do not get any more results. You do not improve significantly. So less is best. So if you want to stay alive, exercise. 30 to 60 minutes a week. Everybody can do that, right? Now I'm going to tell you about one of my most favorite, favorite herbs. It's called andrographis. A like apple. N, D like David. R-O-G-R-A-P-H-I-S, andrographis. And here's a few reasons why I love this plant, this herb. It's a very powerful herb. It's called the king of the bitters. 
It's a very, very bitter plant. So it's very good for the gallbladder, good for the liver, good for digestion. One of the most used medicinal plants throughout Asia. It grows primarily in India. It's used to treat all types of common problems that we see daily, including urinary tract infections, coughs, indigestion, hepatitis, and mouth ulcers. It prevents and treats all symptoms of the upper respiratory tract infections that was associated with COVID-19. It is one of the most effective herbs for the common cold and flu. When taken at the onset of a cold, within two days, the symptoms of your cold will be reduced by 50%. By day four, your cold is over. When most colds might hang on for five to 10 days. Both the same for the flu. Sore throat, fever, cough, sinusitis, bronchitis, tonsillitis. And now we have four or five new studies I've just read across that finds that andrographis is a very powerful anti-cancer activity. So I know we're running out of time. So I would like to sometime come back on one of my Saturday or Sunday shows and talk to you about more about andrographis because to me, it's like a, I hate to say the word miracle, but it sure works like that. But it certainly is a modern day, natural, side effect free uh, herbal medicine. They use it throughout all of Asia, India, Malaysia, China, Japan, a wonderful plant for your health. So we're out of time. So I just want to remind you, all these things can be of your benefit if you put them to use. If you just listen, you do nothing, you're not going to gain anything. You'll gain nothing. So do what you can to make yourself healthier and happier. And remember, say a prayer for this crazy, insane world. And say a prayer for the people in the Ukraine. They are being totally abused. And with that, my friends, God bless you. And God bless this great country, America. Thank you for listening to Terry Talks Nutrition Weekly Show. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review on your favorite podcast platform, including Apple, Google, and iHeartRadio.